Look deeper into what you think you see. Feel for what you think you hear. Break free from the chains of evolution. The Realist Juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. Welcome to The Realist Juggernaut. I'm your host, John Neff. I'm your co-host, Tony Jeff. Always remember, there's a powerful force in realism. Where being real is always important. There's too many fake people in this world, and they will lie to you. And I mean they will lie to you to get what they want. So be a juggernaut. So be juggernaut. On today's show, we are going to talk about missing does. We are on number two, second episode for this um, missing does. Last show we talked about these missing does, we decided to go with a part two for this show. And today we're going to talk about all the networks that you can go to. And, you know, if, if you do know a missing person or know of a missing person, you can go to these networks and they will help you. I mean, obviously, we want you to reach out to your local police department no matter what, first off. But, I mean, after that, I mean, there's 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 a bunch of other networks and stuff that you can report missing people to and whatnot. Tony, um, what have you um, come up with so far? Well, like, we didn't finish off, like, the, the real reasons why some of this stuff happens, and we didn't go into jurisdiction as well. That's all I wanted to talk about today. Sounds good to me. Right. Hammer away. <laughs> okay. So this, this is not an easy topic to talk about. So let's talk about some of the reasons why missing Native Americans end up being murdered or missing. And so one of the reasons is genocide. And sexual violence and human trafficking are the main possible reasons why this stuff happens. And so the advocates, they believe that poor record keeping Racial misclassification and adverse relationships between tribal governments and outside law enforcement have led to an underreporting of most cases. Now, jurisdiction plays a major role between the states, law enforcement, the federal government, with the possible cause of lack of reports and media coverage as well. Now, people of color, uh, particularly African American and indigenous women, get extremely less media coverage than Caucasian who Caucasians who are reported missing. Now, the FBI's National Crime Information Center reported that in 2020, of all missing persons in the United States, 33.6% were African American. Cases involving African Americans, victims have received significantly less uh, less coverage by news, news outlets. So, wow. Well, in general, criminal jurisdiction related related to Indian reservations is determined as follows. Today. The jurisdiction of federal, state, and tribal courts usually depends on upon whether the parties involved are considered to be Indians or tribal members. The nature of the offense and whether the events of the case took place in Indian country. Though the definition varies, people are usually considered an Indian or Native American with some Indian blood or Native blood and considered and also considered an Indian by community. But what that means is that sometimes you may not be fully Native American but also living on a reservation. I mean, you, you are pretty much considered a native, you know, by the community, which happens a lot. So, blood requirements may vary from state to state. 
but often it is enough to have a parent, a grandparent, or a great-grandparent qualify as an Indian or Native American. Now, to be identified as an Indian or Native American for federal and stat statutory purposes, however, a person must be a member of a federal recognized tribe. So basically, if you're a non-Native and commit a crime on a reservation, the state or federal may get involved. If a Native commits a crime against another Native, it is handled by the tribal committees, I'm sorry, tri tribal committees or federal government, depending on the severity of the crime, you know, such as murder, manslaughter, rape, assault, with intent right. to kill, arson, burglary, larceny, the main, like the main crimes that are actually enlisted in the Department of uh, Criminal Justice. So, present day jurisdiction with Indian country is defined by, Cron by Congress in 1948. Uh, 18 USCA-1151 is considered this. All land within limits of any Indian reservation under the jurisdiction of the United States government, notwithstanding the issuance of any patent and including rights of rights of way of running through the reservation. Also, all dependent Indian communities within the borders of the U.S., whether within the original or subsequently acquired territory thereof, and whether within or without the limits of, of the state, also, all Indian allotments, the Indian titles to which not have been extinguished, including rights of way running through the state. Now, that's actually a statement through that uh, document. Now, crimes committed on an Indian reservation, individual remains on the Indian reservation. So, the tribal police force will have jurisdiction to arrest the individual, as well federal agents or state police officers such as highway patrol. Now, however, county or city police officers will not have authority to arrest the individual under these circumstances. So, crimes committed on an Indian reservation, individual leaves the res Indian reservation. So, it gets a little confusing, right? So, the tribal police force will not have jurisdiction to arrest the individual. So, if the, so if someone commits a commits a crime on the reservation and leaves the reservation, guess what? The tribal police cannot arrest them. State, I mean, the local or state uh, police forces can. However, federal agents or state, county, or police, or city police will have authority to arrest the individual. Does that make sense? That makes a lot of sense. Yes, a lot of people don't realize that. But, yeah, that, that, that's pretty much how it is. So, crimes committed off an Indian reservation the individual individual enters the Indian reservation. So if someone commits a crime outside of the reservation, comes in the, into the reservation. This is what's all about. So the tribal police force, as well as federal agents and state, county, and city police will have authority to arrest the individual. For example, assume an individual is driving while intoxicated on the road outside of the Indian reservation, drunk as fuck. So a county sheriff observes erratic driving behavior, you know, that, that he believes that indicate the person's intoxicated, you know, weaving in and out of the lines and stuff, you know, going crossing over the yellow lines, whatever. So, therefore, the county sheriff begins to pursue the individual. The individual drives into an Indian reservation. This happens a lot. So, where the county sheriff continues to pursue until the individual pulls over. Since the county sheriff 
observe the activity, illegal behavior, while the individual is outside of the Indian reservation, the county sheriff has the authority to pursue the individual into the Indian reservation. And if the facts prove out that the person was intoxicated, they will make an arrest on the Indian reservation for DUI. Does that make any sense? Yes. So the allowed extension of the jurisdiction of local law enforcement as noted in this example is to prevent a person from intentionally fleeing onto an Indian reservation and attempt to escape the police. The segment was written by an attorney. So this is actually wasn't written by an attorney because he had a few cases that actually ha actually happened or hey, they had jurisdiction in this in this part, the jurisdiction in this part. Right. Okay, does that make any sense to you guys? Yes, it does. <laughs> okay. Makes sense, man. All right, so let's get into like the FBI jurisdiction, okay? Right. So the FBI investigates the most serious crimes in Indian country, such as murder, child, sexual and physical abuse, violent assaults, drug trafficking, public corruption, financial crimes, and Indian gaming violations. Now, more than 150 agents work in these Indian countries matters full time. Now, the FBI Indian Country Special Jurisdiction Unit, also, is, also known as ICSJU, at the FBI headquarters promotes relationship building and information sharing through its safe trials task force and a working group. So the ICSJU also provides critical training to Indian country law enforcement in partnership with the Department of Justice and the Bureau of Indian Affairs. So they are working together to, um, to you know, working together to try to solve these matters within jurisdiction to jurisdiction. So there are about 574 federally recognized American tribes, Indian tribes in the United States. And the FBI has federal law enforcement responsibly on nearly 200 Indian and native reservations. So this federal jurisdiction is shared concurrently with the Bureau of Indian Affairs Office and Justice Services. Approximately 75% of, of the crimes the FBI investigates in Indian, Indian country fall under the following priority violations. Now here's some of the violations. We have death investigations, physical abuse of a child, sexual abuse of a child, violent felony assaults, and rape. Now, the FBI's Victim Service Division has victim specialists dedicated to Indian country, representing approximately one-third of the entire FBI victim special specialist workforce. Now, these victim specialists are critical to FBI Indian country cases, assisting victims throughout the entire case process. ICSJU works with the Department of Justice and the Bureau of Indian Affairs to provide training for federal, state, county, and tribal law enforcement officers. Now, the FBI typically supports the following courses for Indian country law enforcement personnel. Here, this is the courses that are actually currently taken. Now, one of them is Indian country criminal investigator training death investigations, child physical and sexual abuse investigations, adult physical and sexual assault investigations, gang and drug traffic investigations, public corruption investigations, financial crime investigations, crime scene management and evidence collection, crisis negotiation and tactical training, child forensic interviewing and interviewing and interrogation. 
but this is all the stuff that the FBI is trying to you know get together with other other agencies and working together and to try to solve these these issues that are having happening on the reservations, which I think is great. Yeah, it is great actually, and there is a lot to it too that you know that these people gotta they gotta work their fannies off just to get things right too in these cases to try to find these people. But there is there is a lot of different types of um, abductions and stuff like that um, going on in this country and other countries and around the world. We even got uh, international parental child abductions. Um, And what that is, international parental child abduction is the removal of or retention of a child outside their country or habitable residence in breach of another parent or guardian's custody rights. The Office of Children's Issues within the U.S. Department of the State is a leader in U.S. government efforts to prevent international parental child abduction. And uh, that goes on quite a bit as well. So as anybody would ever know, like you you get those um, Amber Alerts Mm -hmm. and a lot of that is, you know, because of a parent or whatnot that wasn't supposed to take their children or whatnot. So just saying. And then you got, um, you know, these other, there's like a whole bunch of these, like uh, NAM US, um, National Missing and Unidentified Person System. Um, that that's pretty cool too. It's called NAM US program. Okay. So and NAM US is a national information clearinghouse and resource center for missing, unidentified, and unclaimed persons cases across the United States. Resources as provided at no cost to law enforcement, medical examiners, coroners, allied forensic professionals, and family members of missing persons. So they do a lot of stuff. A lot of good stuff. So they do got a lot of things out there that can, you know, help try to find these people, you know, whether they're alive, hopefully they're alive, whether they got murdered or whatnot, you know, there is a whole thing. Now, what people need to realize is the first three hours of anybody becoming missing is more important than anything. Okay. Um, Being prepared can save somebody's life. You know what I'm saying? Um, if you realize that they're they're missing, the first three hours is very important. Um, I mean, you got uh, let's see, like for a child, you know, when your child has gone missing, you may naturally be feeling lost, confused, or isolated, trying to make sense of the situation in order to help recover your child in the midst of such chaos. It is important to remember that time is the enemy. Recent statistics demonstrate that the importance of pre-planning and initial response immediately after a child goes missing to ensure successful recovery. The first 48 hours following a child's disappearance or a person's disappearance, uh, an adult, you know, a teenager, whatever, are the most critical to make sure that these people get returned home safely. Mm-hmm. So you know there's a lot of things like if you go on to these this website it uh the u.s department of justice missing children they have all kinds of things there you have the fbi government website you have the doe network you have the metropolitan police department missing persons and whatnot you can call there's just you know in in an average there's tons of help out there um 
you know, obviously you got to go to your local police department first. Um, and do whatever, you know, but that, that I still say like from the last show that missing, what is it, uh, for 24 hours or something they have to be missing for before they can do anything. That's got to change. Most of the rules in the United States, yes. I don't think that it's right that people got to wait that long. Mm-hmm. You know, listen, I mean, it's like it says, the first three hours is important. You know what I'm saying? But then you got local law enforcement assistance says, oh, well, a person's not missing until 24 hours. Like, come on. You know, like that. that's, that's a lot of stress for one person to take, especially if it's your child. Exactly. You know, so... I don't know. In in the last show, we were talking about um, that, you know, there was no apps out there that help out. There are a few out there, but the one that really caught my eye it is called the DI app. D-E- yeah, D-E-E-Y-E app. Okay. All right, go on. Ironically, um, you know, this app does a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs funding, obviously. You know, um, you know, they're they're, you know, asking for donations and stuff like that. So you know, it is what it is. We'll be right back. The realist juggernaut. There's a powerful force. In realism. The realist juggernaut. If I were the devil, if I were the devil, if I were the prince of darkness, I'd want to engulf the whole world in darkness. And I'd have a third of its real estate and four-fifths of its population, but I wouldn't be happy until I had seized the ripest apple on the tree. The. So I'd set about however necessary to take over the United States. I'd subvert the churches first. I'd begin with a campaign of whispers. With the wisdom of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve. Do as you please. To the young, I would whisper that the Bible is a myth. I would convince them that man created God instead of the other way around. I would confide that what's bad is good and what's good is square. And the old I would teach to pray after me, our Father, which art in Washington. And then I'd get organized. I'd educate authors in how to make lurid literature exciting so that anything else would appear dull and uninteresting. I'd threaten TV with dirtier movies and vice versa. I'd peddle narcotics to whom I could. I'd sell alcohol to ladies and gentlemen of distinction. I'd tranquilize the rest with pills. If I were the devil, I'd soon have families at war with themselves, churches at war with themselves, and nations at war with themselves until each in its turn was consumed. And with promises of higher ratings, I'd have mesmerizing media fanning the flames. If I were the devil, I would encourage schools to refine young intellects, but neglect to discipline emotions, just let those run wild. Until before you knew it, you'd have to have drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors at every schoolhouse door. Within a decade, I'd have prisons overflowing, I'd have judges promoting pornography, 
soon I could evict God from the courthouse, then from the schoolhouse, and then from the houses of Congress. And in his own churches, I would substitute psychology for religion and deify science. I would lure priests and pastors into misusing boys and girls and church money. If I were the devil, I'd make the symbol of Easter an egg and the symbol of Christmas a bottle. If I were the devil, I'd take from those who have and give to those who want it until I had killed the incentive of the ambitious. What'll you bet? I couldn't get whole states to promote gambling as the way to get rich. I would caution against extremes in hard work, in patriotism, in moral conduct. I would convince the young that marriage is old-fashioned, that swinging is more fun, that what you see on TV is the way to be. And thus I could undress you in public, and I could lure you into bed with diseases for which there is no cure. In other words, if I were the devil, I'd just keep right on doing what he's doing. Paul Harvey. Good day. The Realist Juggernauts. Welcome back. So, where do we leave off? We were talking about the DI app. Yes. Finding the Missing. This app is... Looks pretty awesome. Um, over 2 million people go missing every year across the globe so you know at least there is somebody out here that is willing to put all of this together with this thing i mean you get all kinds of stuff with this app you get a community search you get a live feed you got support and collaborating um you know you got posting missing persons you could post missing persons you got real-time feeds on this thing um proximity alerts um, so it says receive notifications on missing persons and crimes within the community and help um, any way you can. So anybody can download this app and you get all this, all this features with it. And it looks to be free, but it, you know, like any kind of company, you gotta, you gotta donate to it and throw some funds at it to keep it alive. You know what I'm saying? And they are definitely looking for you know, donations um, to be able to do that. You know, with the features on this, it says with the use of smart search and global optimization engagement, community technology, it says we make you get all the help you need to find your missing loved ones for you. So, like I said, it has all these features in here, which is, is very nice. Um, and it's backed by a lot of, bigger companies, um, which is really cool. There is 31 organizations that signed up and still counting. There are 5,270,000 missing persons cases and still counting. And 230 private investigators signed up and still counting. 
So it says, as president of Peas and Their Pods, I am keenly aware of the hardships that families face when their loved ones go missing and the difficulty that exists in creating awareness. I am thrilled about the new DI app because it will not only help organizations and individuals share information about missing persons, it will also offer many other added benefits that have never been before included all in one. Being able to receive real-time information is unparalleled. This is exactly what is needed to give a voice to the voiceless. Make sense? Yeah. It's a very nice app. I, and they really need the funding, though, that's for sure, to keep this thing going. But, and that, you can, you can get to this website by going to www.therealistjuggernaut.com. That's www.therealistjuggernaut.com. Um, we have that down in our app section at towards the bottom of the uh, website. So, you know, with that said, there's a lot here, you know, as far as how to be prepared as a parent or a guardian, you know, they, they got all these, these things that you can go in on the website to help you out after you contact law enforcement or whatnot to get you in the right direction and get you thinking properly so you can find you know, your child or a missing person or adult, whatever, regardless. They have all of this here. Um, just the click of a button. That's it. You know, so. I, I think the most important thing is not to panic. A lot of people will panic. And they don't know they don't know what to do in a situation like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I mean, you got to like, you got to try, try to relax, stay calm. If you can't try to follow proper procedures, if you can, because if you panic, you just may do something you're going to regret you know what, you know what i mean it's just that's very true and a lot of people do panic right away uh -huh. um i mean it's kind of natural thing to panic yeah. but you know what i mean it, it's just response yeah but it's just you got to have a, a, a you know you got to think properly exactly you know to assess the situation properly because to figure yeah, panicking, panicking can cloud your your thinking so Exactly. It definitely can cloud your thinking, that's for sure. Yes. Um, but we have videos here on the website, too, as far as the DI app goes, and they talk about the DI app and whatnot. Uh, there's a couple of them I have posted on that. But like I said, you got all these other websites that you can go to, too, if you want to look at, you know, see if you want to, you know, see who's missing, or if you're curious, you know, you can go on these websites. So you got the U.S. Department of Justice, you got the FBI government uh, website, you got the Doe Network. Um, like I said, you got uh, murdered and missing um, Indian women. You have the black and the white of the missing persons. I mean, you can go on all these websites and you can read all about these missing cases and whatnot and you know get an idea of what's really going on in our world as far as you know missing people yeah and i i agree with you the media is not putting enough attention in these cases at all so and they should be i mean i mean yeah i mean the media is supposed to exploit what's going on in the world you know what i'm saying and just because they don't want to talk about missing people or whatnot, they should address this. I think all news stations should have some sort of, um, you know, 15-minute thing. You know what I'm saying? That talks about recent missing people and then have some that talk about, you know, people that were missing in the past. Yeah. You know, it doesn't take much to drop something like for 10 minutes on, on air. You know what I'm saying? So people could see what's really going on. But... 
and you remember you mentioned it because remember the, remember watching the Justice Channel. They used, they used to do that too. They used to bring on missing persons every now and then on their channel only, and not only if the media would do that, that'd be great, you know. Right. Well, you remember the missing the missing persons on the back of the milk carton, right? Yeah, yeah I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, why, and why, why don't they do that again? Exactly. What what what's stopping them now? You know what I mean? Like. It, it it's uncalled for for what's going on. It just seems like nowadays people have less feelings for one another in some some mm-hmm. instances. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which isn't right because everybody should be looking out for each other in a way, in some sort of way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Be kind of human. You know what I mean? And I think that's a lot of that's missing nowadays. You know the care. Um. Just like, like, you know, just even like you go like 10 years back, you know what I mean? Like you would have more people donating to like the firefighters toy fund. And then, you know, like the, we call it um, the Salvation Army and stuff like that. There's a lot less people donating even for stuff like that, just to give kids a Christmas or something. You know what I mean? So, you know, it don't take much money to come up with a lot of money you know big big things come from little things you know what i'm saying um little things mean more than bigger things and it just it's quite simple you know what i mean it's quite simple and the same thing with these missing people you know what i mean the littlest thing can lead to finding somebody you know what i mean and it's some people don't realize that, you know what I mean? And they just figure, oh, yeah, whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody else to do it or somebody else will come up. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's probably so many people that has information on people that they just so afraid to come forward with it because they might even get blamed for it because they may know too much or something. You know what I'm saying? And sometime in, in some instances, that's probably true. It's like I said, like, even with, Christmas gifts and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like nobody wants to give. You know what I mean? How about like like I give every month I give I give uh, St. Jude something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Every month religiously. I have now for I'd say going on like 3 or 4 years now, something like that. Um close near 3 years I think actually. Um but I also do children's hospital. You know what I'm saying? If I'm going through, like, you know, Tim Hortons getting a coffee or something like that, and then they do the cookies, you know how they do that? Yeah. The cookies or, or the brace, you know, the bracelets for the camp days or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I, I always buy those. I always buy the cookies and stuff. Whatever. That little bit helps. Yep. You know what I'm saying? People don't realize how much that helps. You know, um, I, I, I would do the same thing. You know how you rig up, sometimes you rig up your own stuff at the register. You'll see donate this to Children's Hospital, donate to cancer. Right. Right. Almost every transaction. Right. And and we all should be like that. You know what I mean? I mean, come on, you know, like, especially when it comes to information on something or a case, you know what I mean? And, you know, people belong with their families. You know what I mean? There's, there was a movie I watched not too long ago. And, uh, it was about this lady who was kidnapped from the hospital a few days after it was born. And this lady did not know her real true family. She met her family. She was like in her 50s or whatever when she actually met up with her family. 50s? Wow. 
Yeah, like almost, yeah, I think in her 50s, close near it. Mm-hmm. Um, close near almost into her 60s, I think. But that's how long. And, you know, and after she met her family, her sister ended up passing a year after that. Mm-hmm. You know, that's got to hurt. You know what I'm saying? Did you ever watch a movie with the Caroline White story? Almost the same exact same thing. Women yeah, I went, didn't. I didn't see that. A woman went to another, like another, what kind of city? City, snatched a, almost a newborn baby, you know, from the hospital, took her home, and raised her as her own. That's and it, sick. And they finally, she's I mean, the, the baby or their person grew up when she turned like around sixteen and tried to get a driver's license. That's when she finally noticed something was wrong, because her mother couldn't provide proper document. That's really sick. Yeah. And 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 this happens quite a bit too. It's amazing that there are people that actually really do this stuff. You know what I mean? And you know, then you got the drug cartels that are, you know, definitely stealing people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um bringing them across to, you know, selling them, putting them on putting these people out in the street or on mattresses. Mm-hmm. You know, getting doped up or whatnot just to be sex slaves. Yep. That's sick. You know what I mean? People are sick bottom line and uh you know it needs to be stopped you know we got to figure out something to make it stop you know what i mean now you're not going to stop everything you know what i'm saying but we can do a hell of a lot better than what we're doing now don't you think i think you know so but anyways we'll be right back Alright, right, so welcome back. Um, so we're talking about that female that abducted a child from a hospital. I don't want to. I just want to clear what I what we were talking about earlier. So the actual story is called the Carolina White story. Now this is a true story. There's a movie on it. So it took place in 1987. So uh, there's a girl named Anne Petaway. I'm not sure, I'm, that's the name of her movie. I'm not sure if that's a real name, but however, she pretended to be a nurse and took a child that wasn't hers, like from a nursery. And the baby was just probably like maybe within a month born. Wow. In a couple weeks. So that's the story that happened in New York. I believe Harlem. New York and yeah, New York and Harlem. But I just want to just want to clear that up. That, that's oh. what happened. Thanks for doing that. Um, so just be, just so you guys know, um, if you do know somebody who may be missing or somebody who became missing, you can call your local law enforcement, obviously first, and then you can contact the FBI headquarters. Um, you can either write to them or whatever. I don't know, but it's, they, they're located at 935 Pennsylvania Avenue, Northwest Washington, DC, um, zip code 20535, the phone number is 202. 324-3000. That's 202-324-3000. Then you got the Office of Justice Programs. That is the U.S. Department of Justice at 810 7th Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C. Um, zip code 20531. Phone number is 202-514-2000. That's 202-514-2000. And then you have the Doe Network you can report to, and they're located at 420 Airport Road 
in Livingston, Tennessee. 38570 is the zip code. Phone number is 931-397-3893. That's 391-397-3893. And you can locate everything on our webpage. It'll always be here at www.therealistjuggernaut.com. That's com. We appreciate everything. Be safe. Be God safe. bless.